And now it's time to welcome today's guest back for the second time on the Cameron Film Festival Port Film Co-op. Welcome. How are you doing? G'day, Frodi. I'm excellent. Good. And I should say to the audience that um, Port was, he was watching the first Decameron and got in touch with me. And it uh, turns out that he is a bit of a film buff and uh, has even been working a little bit with film. And so I had him on last year and we talked about Rocky IV, uh, which is a real, another classic. <laughs> and uh, so today we're going to talk about something. Is there anything you want to say to the audience before we start uh, by way of introducing yourself? Nothing about me. I would just say uh, in regards to the, the choice of film, uh, at first I was thinking of doing uh, Luis Losa's Sniper from 1993 or Crying mm -hmm. Freeman uh, from, by Christoph Gans from 1996. And I realized all the films I wanted to do were classic films, were from the past, uh, and that I I'd basically checked out of the culture. And so I wanted to choose something uh, contemporary uh, and I realized I, I hated cinema at the moment. And when I looked at the schedule, uh, I feel like all the guests feel that way as well. But I wanted to be contemporary. I wanted to talk about something uh, that is being, you know, being produced at the moment. And I thought uh, Sam Hyde may be the most um, vital artist uh, for us to talk about. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a film uh, called The Truth About Idubs, which is a documentary i guess film sort of semi secretly uh so idubs was going to make a documentary about sam hyde and sam hyde was filming him at the same time so they were filming each other and so sam hyde made a documentary about him so it's a documentary about a documentary and uh it, it's quite funny do you want to explain what's going on here sure well, uh, iDubs is a huge YouTuber. I think he has about 8 million subscribers. And I, I guess to get some credibility back uh, after his girlfriend was selling pictures of herself on OnlyFans, he decided to make a documentary about Sam Hyde. But Sam Hyde prepared for this and uh, created something uh, called the iDubs Gaslighting Document. Uh, and with his uh, team of collaborators, of which there's about a dozen, uh, they created a series of traps for him on this documentary journey. Uh, lots of um, uh, confusing uh, elements uh, where iDubs wouldn't know what is real and what is fake, uh, including a fake girlfriend that looks very similar to iDubs's girlfriend. Um, she even shaved her head and everything and was pretending to be on drugs and with a drug problem. Um, so he created this sort of minefield for iDubs, which is probably the reason why iDubs never released his version. Uh, uh, so S Sam Hyde was filming at the same time with his crew uh, and after about nine months decided, well, screw it, I'm gonna release my own version. Uh, and it, it became a very popular video and it kind of prompted iDubs who is the more well-known and mainstream figure, it, it kind of pressured him to, to, to rush his version into release. And you can kind of see that uh, in, in iDub's version. So it's a interesting, it's a real film of the internet uh, and it's an interplay. Um, both, both films have an interplay uh, with each other. Uh, and uh, it's, it's typical 
Sam Hyde in the sense that uh, he he has turned trolling uh, into an art form, uh, and uh, so that's the, the the basic situation of how how the film uh, came about. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's two films. There is Sam Hyde's film, which is called The Truth About Idubs, and then there's uh, Idubs documentary about Sam Hyde called uh, Getting Away with It. Right, and. I wasn't aware of iDubs before <laughs> before this. I don't really follow uh, people like that on YouTube. So this was quite interesting. I think both films are worthwhile. So I want to suggest to everyone who's interested to actually check out both films. And they're available on YouTube, so it's easy to, to check them out. Yeah, uh, and I, I think this is where interesting filmmaking is at. Uh, I mean, it would be great if... Um, YouTubers and people like that were making fictional narratives, but they tend to be things like reaction videos and um, different kinds of trolling or uh, mashups and, and things like that that are, are, I guess, about reality or some some twisting of the documentary genre. Uh, but yeah, it's very very contemporary stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, and of course, I was aware of uh, Sam Hyde from before. So now I'm curious about where you want to take this. What, what do you want to <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Which track do you want to go down with this uh, conversation? Maybe maybe we'll just talk about some of the elements of the Sam Hyde uh, film. So like the, mm -hmm. the first thing they do is they um, uh, they take iDubs to uh, Sam Hyde's office. And it's not actually his office. He's, he's just hired right. a closed down dentist surgery uh, and he's packed it with all of his collaborators who are not actually doing what they would normally be doing uh but they're they're acting and, and so it's right. just it's the minefield for for idubs who is um a sort of timid uh lanky kind of character i think he was very intimidated uh and it was kind of um uh a, a bit of a, a bit of a sort of uh, prolonged torture i think for him um, so they're in this fake office. Uh, there's all this kind of fake Wigger stuff going on. Uh, like, uh, Sam, Sam Hyde will play all of his classic videos, uh, on a screen and, and, uh, as if he does that all the time. Um, he, he, he comes up with this, uh, slogan called think it, dream it, do it. And, uh, the, 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 like, saying it over and over again and like his team of people are singing it like a chant and it's it's so absurd it's sort of ridiculous and then immediately after going in the office he actually takes uh i dubs underneath a bridge and forces him to to box uh they have they essentially have a boxing match uh, uh sparring uh and so it's like i said it's it's one thing after the other where you know Sam Hyde is kind of driving the direction of this documentary. He, it's like they've written the script for the documentary for Idubs to arrive and just be part of it. <laughs> yeah, and um, we should also mention that these both these films came out well this year, earlier this year. So they're very new, and um, yeah, there are so many so many elements that are funny, but. So the crew that Sam Hyde is working with, they're actually his crew. They're they're not yes. just a part of this film. They're actually working with him normally as well. 
Yeah, uh, he has a crew of collaborators. Uh, he, he works on multiple projects at, at once in multiple mediums. Uh, if I could compare him to uh, people in art history, I think he's uh, a little bit Tom Green. I think he's a little bit uh, Jean-Luc Godard, and I think he's a little bit Andy Warhol. And I think with the latter, I kind of see that as his factory. I think that there's a lot of stuff that that um, that people will will create as part of that collaboration uh, that is quite excellent. And it's not actually Sam Hyde's work, but it's it's like his um, coming from his factory. Uh, when Andy Warhol died, they said that his best art uh, was yet to be released, what was yet to be made because the factory was still going. It still had work to do. Uh, so I think there's some real um, parallels there. Also, things like the shooter meme, uh, where ev every time there is a any kind of shooting, like any kind of mass shooting, uh, people always tip off uh, the uh, new cable news stations that it was Sam Hyde, and they would send a photo. Mm -hmm. So many times after you know a tragic event, uh, CNN will actually post a picture of Sam Hyde saying that you know the the shooter has been identified. That is not Sam Hyde's doing. It is kind of out of his hands, but it's still something he's very much, um, you know, the genesis of. Mm. So, so it's basically his group is, uh, is, is the real thing. It's not just him as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, at the moment, they're, they're working on a video game, which I think has been years in, in production. Um, they're flirting with NFTs. They make crazy merchandise. Their T-shirts become collector's items. They're, they're actually worth thousands of dollars. Um, hmm. Yeah, like they're they're just kind of throwing a lot of darts at the dartboard, and that they're and it's hard. Like some of it is uh, uh, really questionable, but but uh, it's so bad it's sort of ridiculous. I mean, it's playing with you know absurd um, styles. It's really embracing a lot of Uyghur stuff, mm -hmm. like a, a lot of um, taking hip hop culture to like a plastic extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, hip hop culture, and another thing that it reminds me of with this sort of, uh, you know, surfing the edge of what's serious and what's humor, and the sort of postmodern relationship to irony, and it's a sort of a nihilistic way of communication. It reminds me, of course, with uh, of this film. Uh, what's it called? Man on the Moon. The yeah. Oh, it's very Jim yeah, Carrey. Yeah, yeah. If I was to name one other person that he's similar to, I would say yeah, Andy Kaufman. You, you could describe um, Sam Hyde's shtick as Kaufman-esque uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that there is a lot of obviously irony and that's one way of uh, navigating censorship and being able to reference things that you normally can't reference. I mean, he does touch on race and, and gender and, and all these things in a very politically incorrect way. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that there's maybe not so uh, strongly shown in this documentary, but I think that that beyond the irony and, and beyond these sort of political themes, I think that he also is a master of aesthetic. Uh, and if you go behind his paywall um, or, or look at uh, some of the stuff he's made for YouTube, like there's a lot of playing with um, different film modes and aesthetic and style, uh, a lot of crazy editing. And it's very influential uh, stuff as well. I think it's inspired a, a lot of people. A lot of people mm -hmm. have ripped him off. Um, so, 
that's probably the stuff that interests me most about him uh, would, would actually be the, the film style. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, some people sort of talked about him being post-ironic uh, and there's, you know, there's different um, or meta, meta-modernism or all these different uh, sort of t- terminology. Um, I, I think that he's very good at creating a, a myth around himself by choosing what people see and that he's um, very, uh, he restricts a lot of interviews. And this is an example of that. Like towards the end of the film, he gives a sit down interview, but that's the only interview he gives. And as you'll see in iDub's version, he basically refuses to be in any more interviews in, in, the, in the two weeks uh, that they spent filming together. Right. And I think that's partly because iDubs was a little disingenuous uh, with his intent. But hmm. also because I think that that's how Sam, was he disingenuous? Well, like he he came to he revealed during the interview that Sam Hyde put a copyright strike on iDubs uh, early in iDubs career. He'd obviously used some kind of footage of Sam Hyde. Uh, and Sam Hyde said he would uh, take the copyright strike off if he lifted a certain amount of weight, um, which is, you know, I, I think is a, a kind of half a troll, but half kind of positive. But um, Idubs was quite bitter about this, mm-hmm. um, although he was saying he was completely over it and everything um, by the time of the interview. I think. Um, as SM Hyde put it um, uh, uh, later on, like uh, iDubs was probably there to show Sam Hyde as being a failure because uh, Sam Hyde, as part of his group, uh, Million Dollar Extreme, uh, once upon a time had a cable show on the Adult Swim mm-hmm. Network. And it was actually really successful. It rated really well. It had a, a strong fan base. Um, but because, you know, Trump got in and there was a, a lot of censorship came in and they were axed um and i mean they were told uh that, that they were going to have a, another 200 episodes ordered and then basically months later they were axed with little explanation and i think a lot of people in the leftist media uh you know got a lot of joy out of that and i think that uh sam hyde's observation of iDubs coming to make a documentary about him uh, now that he's not in the same level of spotlight probably was to show uh, you know the the aftermath of essentially being a right-wing artist right so Sam Hyde was mainstream successful at some point and now he's more in the sort of underground yeah he he's in yeah he's, he's in the underground but he's also a part of the zeitgeist so he could stop making film tomorrow but he, he would he would still be a part of meme culture he, he would still live on his work would still live on uh the right. stunts he's, he's done would still be you know circulating uh th- things like the paradigm shift 2070 where he did a fake ted talk uh posing as someone who had worked with gangs in mogadishu uh those things will would live on like he could stop making work tomorrow but he yeah he's making stuff behind a paywall and i think he kind of it was a good choice firstly because he could avoid censorship and he could make a sustainable business model but he it also 
made it okay for others to do it. I, I think that um, he is operating like like a genuine artist, not just like a content creator or or something like that. But he is like a a genuine artist that uh, you know people have to constantly ponder what he's doing, um, and it's behind this paywall. So it's um, and I think that that's a that's a good thing because it it it, it means it's okay for others to do that. Hmm. Interesting. So, so you you mentioned also uh, a moment ago. You said that others had basically copied what he does. Can you give some examples of that? Yeah, Hey Street, Hey Street, like another really huge um, YouTuber, probably b bigger than iDubs, um, has copied um, various things. Like now they're a podcast, but before that they made a lot of short, funny videos, and I think uh, quite a bit of that was um, kind of ripping off uh, Sam Hyde. Uh, mm -hmm. people like, uh, pot awful, um, I, I kind of taking stuff from Sam Hyde, basically it, a lot of edgy comedy that you see or, and, and people that are, um, using older video aesthetics and things like that, I think are, are taking from Sam Hyde. Um, Interesting. And, and, and that's not to say Sam Hyde in, in invented all, all these things, but there, there are certain things that, that he did popularize certain sticks and, uh, like even like. He did these reaction videos where he would just be filming himself with his iPhone, and then he would turn the iPhone to the screen, like a, like a lot of lo-fi stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, he's really worked from very basic lo-fi to some fairly big budget um, cinematic stuff. He's he's done everything in between, and so there's a lot of Sam Hyde material, uh, and certain people were like some stuff over other stuff there's a there's a lot of stuff in there hmm interesting yeah i'm i'm not really familiar with any of those i mean i, I don't really follow uh, those kinds of youtubers but uh yeah i can i can see that he is you know influential and he, and he is a person that a lot of people of course know about and so on and, and these films have gotten you know millions of views yeah and, and the, the films we're like, talking like about yeah yeah the the, the ones the, uh, the the two films that we're talking about uh his iDubbbz film was probably his most popular video in a long time. He mostly makes things behind a paywall now. He's not a YouTuber anymore. He was a YouTuber. He's an old school YouTuber. But uh, th this one he dumped straight onto YouTube and it was, I think it's got like, yeah, views in the millions. iDubbbz mm -hmm. version has been seen more, but that's to be expected because he has a, just a ginormous following. And I think a lot of people, um, who've seen the iDubbbz version, who don't know who Sam Hyde is, will have now got a subscription to Sam Hyde's paywall and, and be, you know, sort of followers. It's, it's only helped Sam Hyde. And I don't think the iDubbbz version would ever have been released uh, unless Hyde released his version. I think it forced and prompted iDubbbz to re release his rather hastily. And the reason why I say hastily is because the interview segments with iDubbbz, which kind of create the narrative thread of the film, uh, a, a, a poorly filmed, uh, they seem uncomfortable. He, he almost feels like he's in a hostage video. Uh, and I, I think that they just kind of rushed it to get it to get it done. I think there's a lot of pressure for him to release his version because otherwise he didn't get to say his point of view of what happened. Um, Sam Hyde was completely controlling the narrative until iDubbbz brought his version out. but. 
by iDubbbz bringing his version out, Sam Hyde still wins. It, it, that was one of the goals in, in uh, stated in Sam Hyde's uh, version is that, you know, hopefully the iDubbbz version actually does does see the light of day and it, it can only promote Sam Hyde. So it's, you know, this is the thing that there's, there's different aspects to being an artist. There's the skill, like there's uh, the, the craft, but then there's also the hustle. Like there's making the right decisions and, and pushing the right buttons and, and getting what you want from people. And Sam Hyde is very good at that. Uh, now, he does burn bridges. And that's something that's happened through his entire career. And he burnt bridges with iDubbbz with this film. Like iDubbbz just stopped returning his calls, like stopped answering his texts. Uh, and one interesting thing is, after the boxing match that they have under the bridge, where Sam Hyde basically, you know, just embarrasses this uh, thin young man with with glasses, his uh, his dubs, I dubs takes up boxing, and he actually starts mm. a boxing tournament. Guess who was not invited? Sam Hyde. <laughs> Sam wanted to be part of this, but he he was completely blacklisted. You know, and uh, so it's just this is the thing. Sam Hyde is is always. Um, uh yeah i guess burning bridges particularly with the mainstream you know occasionally with i think um collaborators uh but that's the that's the razor's edge that you that you you walk when you're you're pushing people and you're pushing people to, to their limits whether that be creators or like or creative collaborators or or um you know people like you know idubs that come into his world it's 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 risky it's 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 risky, but I think he's kind of found his groove with his um, Zuma collaborators. Like Sam Hyde is is older, like he's a millennial, he's probably mid thirties. But all of his collaborators seem like they're nineteen, like they're nineteen year old nerds that know like three D graphics and and different skills. And he's the kind of um, uh, eye of the storm. Hmm. So uh, why do you think that Idubs wouldn't want to release his film? I mean, if he wasn't basically forced to do so, is it because it didn't really go according to his plan with the interviews and everything? He didn't get the material he wanted? Uh, yes, but, but I also think he was genuinely traumatized. I, I, it, mm. it was genuinely traumatized and just didn't know what to do, didn't know what he was getting into. and hence why he, look he was obviously inspired by sam hyde to take up boxing it seemed like he'd never done boxing before until mm -hmm. he was under that bridge um so, but at the same time he wouldn't allow sam hyde to be part of this new boxing thing it it, it is i think it was genuinely traumatized confused i mean imagine what we didn't see imagine what you know wasn't filmed um, mm. There might have been even more to the story, but I, I think uh, also just the politics. I think that increasingly, uh, as the world becomes more polarized, I think even associating, even in a critical light, with someone like Sam Hyde can get you into trouble. Interesting. Yeah, I you know the the films I've seen with Sam Hyde, um, I've seen that. You know where he does sort of a stand-up routine. Uh, he pretends to be an Arab. <laughs> he, he says some pretty politically incorrect things, and it's obvious. You know, it, those are the kinds of things that you wouldn't say if you didn't follow 
the right-wing narrative. You know, normies wouldn't know those things. Do you know which film I'm talking about? I can't actually think of exactly the one where he's as an Arab, but I mean, he's done various stand-up routines in stand-up clubs where... Yeah, this was in connection with the migrant crisis in 2015. Right. Um, So he talks about that and he, you know, he... (laughs) He talks about ISIS and Mossad, and it's it's he's really goes out. I mean, probably a lot of normies who hear it don't really even understand the point, you know. Yeah. And it's very obvious that he's, you know, that th- this is someone who follows the right wing discourse. Well, yeah, that, that's what I meant by him being uh, confrontational and, and sort of b- uh, burning bridges, you know. In, in that case, with the audience, I mean, he has done stand up comedy and been attacked by the audience before. Uh, they do. He, he does make rooms walk out. I mean, that's that's part of his style, and it probably wouldn't be anywhere near as funny if it didn't have that confrontational element. Because it's it's the audience's reaction that we also find funny. Right, right, yeah. So, uh, is there any other element that you want to bring up? Um, just um. I'm just checking out my notes here. Um, I, I guess, like the, the probably the most famous thing about Sam Hyde is the shooter meme, uh, where it's 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 on the thumbnail of this video, where he's uh, with an automatic weapon, and, uh, and and that is sent into the the news services whenever there's a shooting. Well, I, I guess he he structured the film because like he he got to take I dubs where, wherever he wanted, so he kind of wrote wrote the film and the climax of the film. Uh, which is a, a little anticlimactic. He actually takes IDubs to a shooting range, basically to the same situation that created the shoot shooter meme. So I found that interesting, and that was mm. putting IDubs in literally into the shooter meme. You know, IDubs is a shooting machine gun. You know, into the into the distance and and things like that. And, and so mm. I, I I think that was a conscious a conscious choice. Um, and yeah, I, I I just the thing is. Sam Hyde uh, might not be interesting uh, to, uh, to everybody, but you, I think you, you get you get past the threshold where uh, you find any anything he does uh, fascinating because he's created this uh, a, a mystique about himself where yeah he is he is controlling what what people see and hear and uh, because he is a sort of polemic a sort of a, a polemic figure. Uh, it, it like what what he says and does, uh, you know, does matter to people. Like matters to his his enemies. You, you know, like he, he's a much written about uh, person. But then then on top of that, the the aesthetic uh, choices, which are often based on mistakes, like uh, a glitching, um, purposefully bad audio. Uh, they they call that ear rape, where, where they make uh audio peak on purpose like there's just all kinds of i guess creative choices that you can mull over uh just like you can with a you know a a painting abstract painting it's um i I do think that i I think that he'll be basically talked about forever i I think that 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 he, he he will be in art history but if you went to university right now they're not going to teach not only are they not going to teach Sam Hyde, they're not going to teach anything <laughs> truly, truly contemporary. Uh, I, right. I, I think it's impossible um, 
to talk about anything truly contemporary in in university uh now they would talk about people that are, that are new but but i don't think they would be contemporary they would be um rehashing of, of the past uh and mostly learning established history i mean one of the things about university is uh you only learn about um what is established and you and what is part of you know the official history the safe history of art which they always you know talk about as being radical often and and perhaps it was in its time but now that you know the 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 people that created the 60s are are old um they don't want anything new but what is new uh tends to be fairly right wing like what, what is right. what is genuinely a new and, and countercultural is is right wing because the, the the left has taken over the culture and so i do mm. think that that in time there will have to be some kind of cultural change and i i don't know what shape that's going to take but but people like sam hyde will be talked about within that artistic cliche of not being properly appreciated in their time so th this is something that is really uh, with just like you said contemporary artists um the ones that are interesting now uh, and i'm i'm thinking about some examples in scandinavia for example are artists well basically art theory or people who are commenting on art and so on have been saying for uh for decades that art is supposed to sort of break norms and to um force you to sort of think outside of the box and all of that and the leftist establishment is the norm now and it is sort of the the left is protecting the status quo because they've been in power for so long now so the only way to break norms is to talk about right-wing things or to be conservatives or to be conservative i mean uh, an artist who um who is kind of contra controversial today who well, i think is the, the greatest living painter in the world uh Odnerdrum from a norwegian um he is controversial because he paints you know in a, a very sort of classical style as you know rembrandt or uh, whatever and that is seen as controversial because you're not supposed to do that people mm -hmm. art critics call his art kitsch and he he sort of uh, adopted that and calls his own art kitsch, you know, proudly. You know, he owns it, right? Uh, and 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 so that is seen as controversial. So so these things go in circles, is my point. That you know, the people who want to be transgressive, at a certain point, that transgressiveness becomes the new norm. And what do you do with that? Yeah, it, they've become the establishment, and the establishment will always defend itself. Uh, it's yeah. just that they're hypocritical because they're 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 you know claiming to be uh, rebellious and having edge when there are neither of those, uh, and and they reject anything that truly has that. And I don't think art needs to be subversive at all. I, I think that uh, it certainly I don't think it needs to be subversive against the natural order of things and natural law but you are taught that uh when you're young uh when i was a a young artist i had it sort of drummed into me that that art was about being 
you know, subversive. Um, yeah. it, it wasn't about uh, representing any higher ideal or, or you know, uh, anything like that. It was about subversive. It was about knocking things down. And so mm-hmm. I guess the, the leftist establishment kind of created um, created these rules uh, that they don't want to stick to. And when something comes along that actually is subversive to their uh, un- unnatural order, uh, they yeah. don't like it uh, for sure. Exactly. No, that's the that's the point that you know they have defined art as that it has to be transgressive. But when art comes along that is transgressive against their norms, they don't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so well, they've that, sort of painted themselves into a corner. Yeah, that's that's how power works. And you know, the, the thing is, and Sam Hyde is a success. Like he, like he has, uh, if if you fell in the way that Sam Hyde fell which is to have your TV show taken away from you and your career destroyed and to pick yourself up and be an independent success again uh, and, and create a sustainable business model, not just for you, but all the people you employ. Uh, that is successful. But be- beyond that, he's an artistic success. Uh, and it will be, you know, it, it. what's great is that there is something I can enjoy that is in the present. I was really sad when Norm Macdonald died. Like he was my favorite comedian. And I was saying to people while he was alive, it is so great to be able to enjoy something that isn't just looking to the past, but, but is actually contemporary. And I, I think that Norm Macdonald had kind of peaked in a way um, in those latter years. Like he, he, was, he was playing with comedy in, in so many different ways, like, like jazz. Uh, and it was very exciting. And the the what was so great about it was you could hear the same jokes over and over in in different uh, compilation clips and and things like that, and never get sick of them because they were like music. It was, it was like a song that you liked. It's like, well, I want to listen to that song again. That's how uh, beautiful and artistic uh, he was. And so it, it was, you know, it was crushing. It was crushing when uh, he died uh, for a lot of people. Uh, so I think it's really important we enjoy uh, the, the things that we have while they're still here and not just be Johnny come latelys and you know enjoy them in, in retrospect. Uh, because uh, not only is it a great joy to you know appreciate things that are in here and now, it actually helps those artists. And someone like Sam Hyde, who's, as you described, is working more in the underground. Uh, it does help them, you, you know, it does help them to, you, you know, have a subscription uh, behind their paywall. Uh, mm. And it, it, it starts creating a separate economy. Uh, I mean, it's like what you're doing as well. It, it, I, it's, I think it's important to do these things so we do create like a, a, a separate space. Because uh, I don't watch television. I don't watch the new movies. Um, I'm watching Sam High, uh, you know, listening to... Um, uh your material uh things like that and it you know it it's a it's a way of uh protecting yourself from demoralization right well i mean one of the takeaways um well i have a i have two um and i recommend that viewers should watch both films if you haven't already um i actually found the film made by idubs more engaging and more interesting and more entertaining 
because while I get the whole sort of postmodern irony, nihilism stuff, it sort of wears off after 5, 10, 15 minutes. And after that, it's sort of meh. And, and you can't really sustain it for two hours. And I definitely don't think you can sustain it for 5 or 10 or 15 years. So I actually like the iDubbbz film better. I found it more interesting because I sort of check out after a while of the sort of bullshit irony, really. Uh, so having said that, of course, both films are worth watching. And um, even though, of course, I'm not probably the intended audience for either film, it's obvious that you know both of them are objectively good at what they're doing. So they're good at the craft. And also the second point is from a cultural or social or political point of view, I think I appreciate the IDUB's stance more. I mean, he's not probably not very political. He's a, a sort of a normie mainstream liberal, a sort of a you know bland politics, uninteresting politics. But he's have he's trying to have a sincere conversation. And the fact is that I think that the irony bros are worse than the liberals. Uh, they're they're more corrosive for society, and the irony. I think that the irony stuff, the postmodern irony stuff, has sort of run its course. It's not interesting. It's not entertaining anymore. Just like the leftist view on politics or the leftist view on culture as transgressive, that's not interesting anymore either. And so I probably have uh, another view than a lot of people on the right have after watching these two films. But I actually. I, I think that <laughs> IDubs brings more more to the table here uh, in, in that sense of you know the the whole sort of irony stuff. He he does this uh, a slightly cringe um, part of the film where he tries to sort of explain the whole <laughs> irony thing, which isn't supposed to be explained, and that's a part of the thing that you're not supposed to talk about it because that ruins it. <laughs> but but he does that. And uh, I I I kind of like that anyway. I I like yeah. Let's you know this is sort of uh, it's it's done now. You know I don't know what you think about those comments. Oh well, look. If I was to compare the films, the iDubs version is a more polished and accessible and conventionally made documentary. Like it's tighter. Mm. It's about uh, just over an hour, uh, whereas the Sam Hyde version is almost two hours. Um. I don't look. I, I don't think it's it's just. A, I mean, I, I don't know that pranks are, are necessarily ironic. Uh, it's just it's just pranks. It's like a, like a, whether it be a Tom Green or or, or or Jackass. I mean, they're they're just pranks. You know, they're. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily being uh, ironic. One thing I would look to, which is maybe the the greatest moment of sincerity in either films, is actually the statement by Sam Hyde uh, during the interview where Sam basically does delve into his politics in a sincere way that he thinks uh, society is, is basically beyond a, a, a schism of no return and that, that the best thing you can do is to worry about yourself and your family. Kind of like the James Mason, um, as the world accelerates, keep your tribe traditional. So I, I think, yeah, okay, there's there's a, a lot of, I guess, uh, uh, irony and, and, and having having fun. I mean, there is irony. There, there is a, a dishonest shtick of, of, you know, 
um, constantly confusing iDubs and uh, I guess being a sneaky Nazi, uh, you know, using uh, dog whistles and windows and things like that. But I think the, the real sincerity was during that interview. And, and Sam Hyde was pretty, pretty open about his um, uh, position on the world. Um, and, and that he said that it's, it's, we're, in, we're in time of, of such censorship that, you know, it, w it would be impossible to do what he, he truly wants to do. And certainly not on a, on a mainstream platform. I, th I think he was pretty open, open in, mm -hmm. in that interview. Um, and right. I do think that iDubbbz was being a bit of a BuzzFeed journalist in that interview and, and trying to trying to get a gotcha moment. And I, I don't think he succeeded. But, but, but Sam Hyde was still able to be honest and, and you know, describe his worldview with zero irony at all. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'll agree with you that the iDubbbz documentary, which uh, I think he was pressured to, to release, is tighter it is more accessible uh and i i almost see them as the same film though and and the, th the thing is i i feel that the the idubs it, it's unavoidable that that the content it, it itself within the film is still directed by sam it's concocted by sam and they that they, they talk about at the start of sam's version you know that the the idubs a gaslighting document which is a, a fairly lengthy document of all the things that they had they had planned and written um, for, for the two weeks they were spending with iDubs. That's, that's whatever is in the, the iDubs film is directed by Sam. It's just edited uh, in a more uh, conventional and palatable way. Like in the Sam Hyde version, they, they spend like 10 minutes just firing guns. There's really, it's just 10 minutes of bang, 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 bang. And they're just like mucking around. Like it's, it's very, uh, uh, undisciplined filmmaking. Uh, and, and I, I, I zone out like in, in several periods. And the, the other, the, the other uh, issue with Sam Hyde's film is because he's having the documentary made about him, they're often just film like they're not capturing all the material. Uh, but because they're not making the documentary and they had no access to the same footage uh, that that iDubbbz had with, with a, you know, his his crew uh, legitimately filming. that They were kind of filming on the fly. And so the audio is often bad and they had the subtitle, like a lot of it, because, it, you know, it's inaudible. Um, so th there's there's that context as well. And that makes it not as accessible. It's, you know, it's, it's harder on the eyes and ears. But no, it's, it's not just that. It's not just the entertainment factor. I just mean the whole that that whole style. I mean, it's not just this film, but that whole style of you know the postmodern nihilistic communication. Call it what you will, yeah. uh, because there is a whole culture around that. You know, you mentioned that this is a part of sort of online culture. My point is just that that is sort of old. That's done now. I mean, it's it's not very interesting anymore. You. you well, yeah, yeah, sure, but uh, like the, the the they basically had the same rushes, though. I, I mean, in, like the same they were filming the same events. They, they just came up with two right. separate. One of them is contextualized with, with a, a, a sort of conventional um, uh, iDub speaking director camera explaining what is going on. I mean, do, do you think that iDub's version is better because of that that commentary? No, um, the ambition, uh, the, 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 I, the 
Sam Hyde film is sort of it's a prank, like you said, and the 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 point of the prank is that you know no one is supposed to know what's real, what's not real, and the whole irony, uh, post irony, that kind of stuff, right? That's the point. Whereas the ambition with Adubs's film is to have an actual sincere conversation or an interview, and you know try to find out, okay, so what's going on here? And I'm, I'm, my point is that the whole, that whole shtick with the irony and post irony and postmodern stuff is sort of old. It's done. I, I don't find it particularly interesting anymore. And so I'm more interested in someone who actually, you know, has the ambition to have a, a sincere conversation and, you know, just a straightforward, normal, uh, in the same way that I think that the whole, you know, the, transgressive left has undermined itself just like we mentioned earlier so my my point is just that that whole thing is is getting a bit old uh valid point uh and i i mean i agree with you to some extent it's not like i, I want to live on a, a diet of pure irony but i would question this idea that idubs was wanting to have a sincere conversation. I think he was there to expose Sam, and it just didn't work. I think that right. Yeah, I, I, I Dubs is a is a is a leftist. Um, he, I think he he was there to it, it expose him, and it didn't work. You could see that in the in the one interview that they did, which is towards the end. And I th I think he was, um, you know, trying to. Uh, it, you know, expose Sam for his politics, for his uh, views on race and, and things like that. And, and Sam was smart enough to avoid that, but still, still be honest. Um, so I, I, I would question the, the question, the sincerity of, of Idubs, um, but still I would give him credit for, for making a film about that subject and for being quite fair, I think. Uh, I don't. I did not enjoy his uh, lengthy explanation of what irony is, where he shows some no. real. Uh, I did not. Uh, I I cringed just like you said it was sort of cringe. Yeah. Um, but I I still enjoyed uh, the 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 film, and his film does reveal things that Sam's doesn't um, by yeah. virtue of the um, the footage that he has, and so uh, he has a little bit more of the interview that we don't see in Sam's version where. Where Sam reveals to him that um, uh, that that his that his girlfriend is a, a hired actress uh, that he's gotten to shave her head, um, like there's there's things that are only in the iDubs version, which I, I think are, you know certain things are, are, are superior for that reason. But I right. just I, I do think okay, you, you might not like trolling and and this kind of uh, online behavior, and I I. I respect that, and it's quite mature of you. But I did enjoy the fact that he hired a woman to be his girlfriend, who is essentially like with a shaved head, who essentially looks exactly the same as Idub's girlfriend. And that Idub's girlfriend is like this sort of a train wreck uh, who is selling pictures of herself on OnlyFans, and. Uh, I, I dubs has come out and said that he likes that and that that that's that he thinks that's hot that his girlfriend does that and th there was a period of time when, <laughs> when I dubs was seen as a cuck and, and that became like a new meme uh, because he was completely okay with you know uh, men um, masturbating to, to his girlfriend you know like <laughs> naked pictures of her um I, I think that that was kind of like a masterful 
stroke of Sam Hyde uh, to to hire an actress to essentially appear uh, uh, like Ida's girlfriend, but but take it a step further and make her seem you know drug addicted, drug addicted to the point where Sam is confronted in that interview with Idub's concerns about this that the, his girlfriend is going to like overdose and die, and, and then it's revealed to him that that the girlfriend is fake, and it's just you know I I, I thought that was pretty masterful. Yeah, you obviously have a lot more context than I do. I'm just reacting to the films sort of nakedly in themselves, right? <laughs> you obviously know a lot more of what's going on around. So, so yeah, of course, you know, you know, you understand those things better. But, but yeah, I, I do appreciate these films. I it was a blast watching them. I enjoyed watching them, and I'd recommend that everyone listening to this should uh, go check them out. And they're definitely like the films are tied together. Like, like uh, I, I think they're, they're both as important as each other, and they right. should be watched as a, as a, like a, like a double, you know, like a double bill, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, each will reveal something that the other doesn't, uh, and you really should watch them sequentially. Watch the Sam Hyde version first, uh, which, which is in the made in the context of iDubs refusing to release his version, and then watch the, the iDubs version, which is uh, uh, released a, a month or two later. Uh, yeah, it, it is. It's a. It was a cool uh, internet moment, you know, in, in internet culture. And you know, Sam Hyde is is very sort of important to the, to that culture. And it was nice to see him back, almost in the in the the sort of mainstream, because he was mainstream for for, mm. for a while there. Like he was a mainstream success, kind of prior to you, you know the the censorship that happened on YouTube. I mean, he he kind of exploded on there. Um, mm -hmm. But but I look I I I just want to say what I, what I, I agree with you on, which is we do need to get past this stuff. And I think the, the like this kind of um, I think that the right wing is very good at trolling, very good at memes, very good at this stuff. But we need to start making more of our own art, and that's why I, I really think we do need to move into making narratives and not just troll videos, reaction videos. Um, podcast, etc., which I think we do very well at. But we need to start creating more of our own art. And that's why I would say that, you know, beyond the the, the, the trolling of, of Sam Hyde, there is a, a wealth of work that he's done that is um, aesthetically brilliant. Like usually because of its very creative editing style uh, mm -hmm. and it's very, very textural, like he'll have like multiple images on top of each other. A lot of like... 3d graphics like he will hire people um to work in 3d graphics on like old software and stuff like that so it 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 bring it always brings something textually interesting or he will use old cameras and and uh or very new cameras like he will use a lot of consumer stuff he'll film uh with like selfie sticks you know um but but you know like a radical way where he's like whipping the, the, the camera backwards and forwards or whacking the, the camera on the table. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot in his palette, but he's produced a lot of material and a lot of his uh, well-known material is a bit straighter. Like the um, Paradigm Shift 2070 is, is literally a TED talk. It's not ed edited at all uh, beyond a multiple camera shoot. But there, there mm -hmm. is a lot in there that is um, really expressionistic and the use of sound, like the, the, the use of sound. And what needs to happen is that people need to take these techniques and make narrative 
films with them. We, we need to make something that is uh, less a critique of, of, of society uh, in, in a trolling and confrontational way and, and, and more, more like, a, like a movie, a, a narrative. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what needs to happen to revive cinema because cinema is absolutely dead. That, that's why yeah. I'm bringing an artist like this to this uh, conversation because I, I don't want to talk about any new movies. They're, they're, they're boring, um, yeah. boring propaganda. Um, but I, I, I think I said this to you last time. I think that when cinema gets boring, editing comes along. So like the French New Wave, like Jean-Luc Godard, like he brought like jump cuts and, and, and things like that. Then you mm -hmm. had you know, stuff in Hollywood, like Easy Rider with all kinds of radical edits. Um, like th this is, this is what, what happens. And then it, it came back in the 80s. Uh, like with sort of like lots of montages and things. I think that editing uh, can revive cinema. And I, th I think that there's a lot of creative editing, uh, and particularly uh, stealing from stealing from the internet, like stealing, st stealing from, from meme culture. I, th I think that that's what needs to happen because that's what's contemporary. And it's not all irony. It's not all um crazy stuff some of it is really sublime and, and beautiful and and makes you really feel something uh, that that is sincere and i think that that's what needs to be injected into cinema absolutely yeah no i cinema is the modern mainstream cinema is definitely dead and i think for example you know that's why the oscars <laughs> you know no one watches the oscars anymore and that's why they had to pull this stunt with uh, uh, not Eddie Murphy, what's his name? Will Smith slapping <laughs> the other guy, you know, in some sort of pro wrestling stunt in order to get attention because yeah. no one will watch it for the films because no one gives a sh they They make shitty films, so they're not interesting anymore. They, they had, yeah, that, that event was definitely fake and they had to do that. Um, otherwise, the Oscars, uh, because it was plummeting ratings, yeah, it would, it would lose its power over the culture because people watch movies because of that those Oscars and awards that it won. Like yeah. that's what le legitimizes a, a movie for the masses, or at least has done historically. And, and that they're, they're losing their grip on, on the culture. And so they, they had to do that. So that was a hundred percent fake. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we've been going for almost an hour. Is there anything else uh, you want to mention before we wrap this up? Uh, no, uh, uh, well, just apart from Sam Hyde, I would say that, um, uh, that there are some, exciting memes uh, on an artistic level that I've seen on Telegram. Uh, maybe I'll post them into your uh, Decameron private chat for any of your pay chats. Um, I, I think that there, there are some just um, very emotive, uh, you know, 60 second videos that I think are, are using editing techniques to uh, evoke something. And I, I'll post them into your chat so people can see them. Um, and uh, hopefully there'll be good examples of, of what I'm talking about. Excellent. So is there anything you want to plug, anything you want the listeners to know about, uh, you want to refer them anywhere? Uh, no, I, I would just say to, to people uh, that have subscribed uh, to the Cameron Film Festival, uh, uh, thank you for supporting this cool project, and uh, hopefully it, it, it happens again next year. I'm enjoying listening to it myself. So uh, thanks a lot, Frody, for, for creating this, this event. And yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much.